wins the victory vein from the long priced Aka Hero. First down the outside, Wild Moon clear though at the 75. The planets align for Wild Moon. The Garden City get out too good. Grinding it down, Power Scheme takes all hard wood then just like Bumskador and it's Power Scheme. Power Scheme one. 100 Pretty Fryer sticks on. It's Glamour Pack Pretty Fryer Cornflower, but Glamour Pack too good. Pack too many punches for them in the last Glamour Pack. Please be advised that the following presentation may offend or upset all viewers. Breeders, corporate bookies, stewards, racing participants, jockeys, trainers, racing media, and non-bettors. Nothing on this show should be taken seriously other than the betting advice provided. This message was approved by mailback.com.au. By viewing the show, you lose all rights to complain and also please enjoy the show. Big, big team on board. Look at this. Wowee. Look at all the pretty faces we have here tonight. We'll go around the room in no particular order. Tigsy, the man. Good evening, boys. Thanks for having me back on the show. Yeah, and we've got uh, Ross Brody, Sot, the great man. We'll we'll get to you in just a moment, but uh, welcome to the show live. Thanks, Pistol. Good to be back in such illustrious company. Well, you know, some of us, yes. But Jonathan Walsh, look at him, just hiding down the bottom there. Walshy, how's the week been treating you? We've, we've got a lot of good news this week, but you look pretty upset to me. I'm not upset. Today's just been a debacle. Debacle. But... Uh, <clears throat> What am, I, am I supposed to let everyone know the issues I've had with my tradesman-like behaviour? Of course. Yes. yes, please. Right. So last week we had a flat day and I'm like, I'm going to head out on the snapper. I'll see how I go here. And I knew that I had some issues with the lighting, maker light on the boat. And I'm like, um, right, I'll just get this battery operated one. It'll get me through. No worries. So... Got the 3C batteries, threw it in it, everything's going good. Get out of uh, a Black Rock uh, boat ramp, it's in my 5K zone, no worries. Head out 16 metres off Black Rock. It just casually drops in Black Rock punters. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, was in, it, was in, it was in my 5K. Anyway, so head out there to 16 metres, get everything going. Rods are set, early's in, no problems. And I'm like, right, I've got to get – and I had the, the anchor light on, as, as you do as you're supposed to, I'm like, I'll attach this anchor lot with the suction cup up the front so I don't get, get any problems. So anyway, I suck it down. Everything's good. It was flat as a tack. And um, needless to say, I'm like, I heard a plop. I'm like, what the fuck's that? Anyway, I look up the front of the boat. There's the, the brand new anchor lot, just middle of, you know, 4.30 in the morning, just uh, shimmering down through 16 metres of water off uh, Black Rock. So there's no no anchor light. I'm like, right, I, no worries. I had a lamp and put that up, that covered for what I need to do. I'm like, right, I, I've got to go and fix up. I've got to go and replace my anchor light and attach it to the battery. So um, I knew I needed – so I went, went down BCF, contactless picket, pick up, got the thing, rang up my mate and I said, you've got a soldering light, haven't you? He said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, I'll, I'll come around and borrow it. So anyway, contactless, got it. I'm good to go. Turn the thing on. No heat in the soldering on. I'm like, this is not ideal. I want to go fishing tomorrow. It's going to be under five knots. Uh, <clears throat> so that wasn't working. So I thought I'll get the cigarette lighter out and try and solder, solder the joint cigarette lighter. 
Um, burnt my fingers, what, literally, not in the punning sense. That's no good. Right, I'll ring up Bunnings. I'll ring up the Sheila at Bunnings and, she, and I said, listen, um, I don't know if you heard of me. I'm the man, the myth, the west, the legend. <laughs> I need a soldering on. I need to go fishing tomorrow. Don't want to get pulled up. I want to be um, compliant. And she said, are you, are, you, are you a tradie? I said, yeah, I'm self-employed. She goes, have you got a white card? I'm like, no, I've got a white card. How long does that take to get? Oh, you can't get that. And then we can't let you in. You've got to be a qualified trades ticket. I'm like, listen, can you just get me a soldering on? I'll pay for it over the phone. You can throw it in your car. No. And she said, you can get it online. I said, well, how long is that going to take? She said, two days. I'm like, it's no good. Looked at the clock on the computer. It's 5.01. I'm like, Christ. Anyway, super cheap auto. Rang the thing. Sorry, mate, we're just shutting up. No good anyway. Taryn, in her infinite wisdom, did the right thing. Oh, I rang Autobahn as well. I said, Autobahn Moravin. They said, nah, chance. And I said, where's Autobahn Moravin? Closed in November. Anyway, Taryn's on the phone to Total Tools. Black goes, yeah, can you get down here before 5.30? I said, sweet. So anyway, I'm up and going. I've soldered it up. I'm compliant. I've got a brand-new LED anchor light on the back of the boat. I'm happy. But uh, the whole thing's cost me, I don't know, two or three hours that I didn't have. So I suppose the funniest bit is that I lost the bloody battery-operated thing, which I wouldn't need to solder it on if it didn't. It's probably still bloody illuminating the water down there as we speak. I don't reckon you'd be able to solder on anything. No, it was plenty. It was lumpy, but it's all together. It's working. Now, I've got to plug this other computer in there too. But anyway, today's been a bit of a debacle. Did get some finance deals settled, so there'll be money coming in. What about the T-shirt? M. Stanley. Uh, yeah, thanks, Ross Brady. This is a, a gift from Ross. Thanks, Emily. gave it to you. Oh, that was a great story. That was, in, that was probably nearly as good as my duck pancake story. On the <laughs> <laughs> I said, no, you're doing a ripper job, Junior. No worries, mate. Just just remember, see what today's the anniversary of? Uh, the day you were going that bad jab, knock off the pot plant from Cox Plate Day. I don't really think I meant to knock it off. I think you said take the flowers, and I didn't understand that you were supposed to bars. <laughs> All right, it is a pleasure to have uh, both Tiggs and Sod on. Uh, I mean, this is Mooney Valley, Mooney Ponds. It's their grand final. Unfortunately, there's not going to be anyone on course, but you two boys are probably well-versed in the, the magic that is Cox Plate weekends. Uh, Tiggsy, do you have a, a great story from Cox Plate weekends gone by? Um, no, actually, financially for me over the years, it's been a stinker. I don't think I've ever had a winning Cox Plate carnival I, I don't know what it is. It's a live betting there, but it's just I don't have I don't have luck there on this weekend. But hopefully we can change that and find a few winners. Yep, and Sot Young Street. For those who haven't basked in the glory, that is their magnificent singers. And you introduced me to those. Uh, you know what? Second hand at Flemington probably was the first time I would say. Can you run us through the menu and what the recommendation is for those who who are yet to pop their Young Street Cherry. Yep. So they have four or five standard ones, which are just they're, they're easily the most popular. Um, I don't eat them because I'm strange, as you blokes all know. I'm very plain Jane. But um, the Parlo special is the one that everyone seems to eat. I think maybe Curls might have had that when I took took Curls there. Parlo special. There's a Young Street special. 
Um, yeah, all ones that are too fancy for me, but but they have like you can make your own. As our good mate in the top corner, Tigsy likes to make his own with uh, what's that shit bread you have? Rye. Yeah. <laughs> what else goes in it, Tigs? Um, lettuce, tomato, mayonnaise, carrot, beetroot, cucumber, the whole lot, basically. Big controversy this weekend, though, Pistol, because the way it's fallen, normally Cox Plate Day, you like being um, Mooney Ponds, like Young Streets, um, home home pants, and um, you normally go there for a stanger before the races, but because it's um, grand final weekend, long weekend, the guys are closed. So I found out the hard way prior to the public holiday a few years ago when I was going to the granny with me dad and me godfather and they came from Bendigo and I said, yeah, we'll go to Young Street, lobbed up there, closed. Um, I think most of the boys know what the floor show would have been like from me, old man. <laughs> Ended up having to go to Snits, I think, or somewhere. <laughs> um, just quickly on the gran- the granny, uh, does anyone have any live bets going into into tomorrow or into the weekend, I should say? Are you All going, Curls? No, Toowoomba's on. Priorities. <laughs> <laughs> The grand final. Uh, what would I want to go and watch Geelong or Richmond win a game of football? Hope it's a dead eat and I hope there's a bomb threat and I have to call it off. <laughs> <laughs> Queensland, so there's a chance. chance. I'm on the uh, I'm on the Tigs at ten to one, so press. Nice. And and speaking of Tigs, you're a Bombers fan. Who do you hate more as an Essendon fan? Richmond or Geelong? Or or the or the people running Essendon. Yeah, yeah. I'm not talking footy. I'm talking about footy for about 15 years. We, we stink, but anyway. I thought um, I thought Essendon supporters hate the bloke that runs that Twitter account days since Essendon won a final. <laughs> <laughs> you done, Kelly? <laughs> Mirror or not, I brother? I thought we were mates. <laughs> oh, bloody good. Um, While she, you still there? Yeah, so I'm trying to get myself organised here. It's just that one. Don't get organised. Just be funny. Um, what's happening besides, like, not being able to fish? Have you got any, oh, any updates? No, nah, I haven't been. Um, I've been, look, we're getting into the peak snapper season. I'd rather just, like, not sleep and fight in the bay. Um, what, about, um, what about the rumour that you've been, um, instead of going out, like, fishing like a sport, You've been targeting some like some big old fish that are sort of sent to a retirement home, which is a lake near you, and they're basically just sitting there, kind of like on death row. And you're going in there with like not even fishing; you just got a big one of those big nets. You have to. You use a light line, DK. So you have to use a landing net. You bring the fish to the net. You get in the net, and you bring it up the bank. Ah, how old are those fish, though? Seriously. Nah, four, four years, four and a half years or something like that. Trout haven't got a long lifespan. It's called the um, Stonker Stockings, mate. We just got part of it, you know. And another friend of the show gave me a little bit of mail that you are still, which I don't believe this, but they said you're still the the record holder for the 1,500-metre walk at Warrnambool College. <laughs> Quite possibly. I don't know. <laughs> 
I remember I broke it in year 12 when it was record, record had stood since 1982. Off the top of head. They used to, um, look, I, I got wind of this, this might be happening, right? So I remember in about, I remember in about year eight, like, how am I going to get a day off school here? Like, year eight, you still had all the tradies and blokes that were fast. I think you had to finish top two to ensure you, you get a spot at the um, – at this inter-school sports. And I'm like, right, year eight. I'm thinking, it's only half a dozen people lined up for this open walk. If I, if I beat a couple of these lepers, I'm a chance of getting a day off here. So <laughs> I think I might have, might have got ran seconds. That was in year eight. So then year nine, I won it. Year 10, I broke the record. Year 11, I think I didn't try. I didn't. Any swabs? Didn't go in, <laughs> in year 12, I said, well, I'm not going to leave a lasting legacy any other way. So I, um, all the tradies had actually left school then. I, yeah, believe it or not, I won the two blue ribbon events, a hundred metre sprint, which was oh, oh, oh fucking turn it up. That's I don't think anyone on this panel believes that for a minute. That is hundred percent true, and I reckon there was a travesty. Some Sheila who were called fat bitch or something said I false started and whatever. <laughs> the ribbon's still in my keeping. Was it a ha- was it a handicap? <laughs> I'm a handicap, mate. Lightning, press lightning. <laughs> Do you do you ring all, up the, all the, the tradies have left school, mate? Do do you ring up the college yearly after the <laughs> event just to check you still hold the record? I don't know if I do, but you, I know where that's coming from, so they'll have to. Um, I'll have to go and ask that that person if they've still got the uh, the printed. They used to give you an A four sheet, but um, I'm thinking today's day and age that it wouldn't be like that. But uh, I don't think they'd let me back in that joint Waterville College somehow or another. I did. Uh, I did have a few few issues with the teachers and suspensions and days locked inside and that. Who would have thought? <laughs> yeah. No joy. Can I just throw out, am I the only person who wants to see a competitive fishing showdown between Jonathan Walsh and Brad Davison? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> like, surely we can make this a thing. I, I don't know no. if we need to, like, find a neutral fishing venue. You guys will we'll swab you both beforehand. God knows we need to swab the other one. Um, but you know, we can get some neutral equipment and get you all sorted. And then we can bet on it. We can bet on it. Like, bet on it in England, the carp, the carp championships. If there's ever going to be a rort, it'd have to be in the fishing. Like, you know when you're hooked up to a big one, you could just... You know, say, oh, I want a big one, and then out the side of you, they'd be going tap, 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 bang, and then, you know, in it comes. I reckon, I reckon next year we should do, like, we'll do some form of punters club at the ball where we'll be there, and early, like, before we cook ourselves, we'll have a walking championships, like an 800-metre <laughs> walk. <laughs> like, and we'll, we'll stagger it. So we'll set Ross off early, curls and, curls and the wish can bring it up from the back. Ah, I'm broken down, mate. I'm, no, I'm cast. <laughs> Absolutely cast. What we should be doing, what we should do, if they actually let us out in time, we should have a mailbag charter boat out of Karen for the snapper. You know, it would be horrible to fill it easy. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Just, hey, you know, get out of here. A, a, punt, a punter's fishing charter. We could argue we could organise that. You could, even, you could even raffle a couple of spots off for a prize ticker. <laughs> I think we've got to take Alison McCook. He, he's a he's chats elite on the YouTube each and every week. What's what's he fired off, Dickens? I haven't got it there. <laughs> Walshie's teacher might have been David Van Dyke. 
PAT <laughs> job. You can approve the best of them. The, the, the PE teacher, PE teacher was the only one who continually called my parents in to the parent-teacher interviews due to my competitive nature. And then she was running around. I don't know if she's got any kids or anything, but anyway. <laughs> She, is, she was running the streets there one day and my brother and myself were fishing off the bridge and Michael's, Michael's hooked into a thumping fish and she said, how are you going? I'm like, oh, yeah, we're going all right. Got a couple of them. Yeah, we've got a kid in grade four going, fuck, fuck, look at the size of this cunt. <laughs> and then she started, you know, out of school there, I started telling me off for letting me little brother swear like that. I said, don't worry about the swearing. We've just got to get this fucking fish in. <laughs> So it was just another day where the parents got caught up at school. What happened? And she couldn't say, "Well, I caught both his sons swearing their head off out of school." I just, I don't know why she bothered. She was whipping a dead horse. <laughs> <laughs> I can attest to that. Having worked for both Mo Tool and Jonathan, I'm a little bit more uh, calmer on the stand than Mo Tool, Ross. Give us a spell. <laughs> oh, who's, the, who's the better one to work for, Sot? When you're man in the bag. Oh, I hated Michael early. Like, Jonathan would be like, oh, you go work with Michael. And I'll be like, hated it. And then, yeah, then Michael would become my favourite after <laughs> a while. But early days, I hated him. I think Thanks, actually appropriate when we turned the corner was when Winks won her first one. We worked Jared Glenn and we won a stack. So. Oh, fuck. All right. Bloody What's good. it like, Roscoe? What's it like working with uh, Michael out in the lawn at Warnable um, Cut Day? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> remember, 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 they sat out there the whole day, hung over, coming in and sideways, coming in sideways, <laughs> and then they we were about to go, like go home, and I didn't know what the drag was. It was like everyone's dead, and they'd lost the tickets. <laughs> now the bag was like the bag was out. 40 bucks or something, wasn't it? And I was like, you can fucking have the 40. I'm going. <laughs> if, you, if you want to talk about stories about the bag being out, this is the best. Um, for anyone who, it's a bloke called Jack Beale. He's 90 and he's been a bookie for over 50 years. He's a hell of a nice bloke. Anyway, we're counting the bag after Derby or Cup Day, one or the other, and it's been a pretty solid day. And we count up and said, hey, Ross, for 250 bucks shorty. And anyway, we hunted around everywhere, couldn't find and like, it'll turn up. It'll turn up in, you know, the, the client bet we're put in wrong because it's about that amount. You know, when our clients would have 250 or something, I'll put it in for cash. Anyway, um, we turn up there on the – no, it must have been Cup Day. Turned up on Oaks Day. 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 And then the old Jack Peel goes, how was your bag on Tuesday? I said, we're down 250 bucks. Anyway, so he pulls out the 250. Ross had kicked it under the stand, I reckon, waiting to pick it up. Pick well, it up. going to get Thursday. it on Thursday to get a start. But Jack got to it first and give it back. So, <laughs> five, five bundles, 20, uh, uh, five, five bundles of 10, five dollar notes, 55 dollar notes, 250 bucks. Thank, thank God it wasn't a bundle of 50s or we would have been, I don't know what would have happened. Well, if it was a bundle of 50s, we'd be still there looking for it with you. So, yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, should we uh, kick in to the big one? Should we start previewing the Cox Plate? Because, uh, well, I don't know if it would take us a while to get into it or not. Um, Dickens, Cox oh, I'll, Plate. I'll finish off the Cox Plate. Everyone else can have an opinion. 
at the start, yeah. I've got the map there, which will come up on your screens. Found it uh, a little bit difficult to sort of map. I thought, uh, I think Russian Camelot goes forward from the from the wide draw. I think Grand Slam will lead. Like Master of Wine led a Caulfield Cup last week, so who knows there. I doubt they'd do it again because it went so weightless weak. So they'll, they'll ride it cold, I thought. And I, I think that Willie Pike has a pretty safe passage here with Arcadia Queen. What do you guys think, Jonathan? Uh, oh, this the map. The map's going to change a lot uh, because I mean, this is this is Mooney Valley we're talking about. We've got what? How many races have we got on the? Uh, this is like this uh, eight, sixteenth or seventeenth race. Yeah, so we've got eight. We've got eighteen races. This is the seventeenth race on it. Um, we don't know what we're going to get with the weather. Generally, it still has been advantageous to be on pace, but if it absolutely pours rain, they could be swinging off the camber by this time of day and shooting down past the middle of the track. So, I mean, the, the map for the Cox Plate, I reckon, is sort of out the window because we just do not do not know what we're going to get. Uh, look, Arcadia Queen was a big... Big well, wasn't a bad result here. If I would have been on course, I'd still be counting my money. Um, the old bar plates off, they improved six lanes. Like I said to you after the last start, Dicko, I said, Pike's taken our key, Katie Queen, the worst part of the track. This thing's going to improve. And um, and it did, you know. And I, it's always good to, you know, say how big a genius you're after the fact. But um, I would have got stuck in a Russian Camelot. I really don't know what to do here with a lot of these internationals and how good they're going to be. Well, just on that, we'll start by rolling a few of these replays of uh, the last start of some of these internationals. So the first of those, we'll see Armory running third to Magical and Gaia uh, in the Irish Champion Stakes. But uh, go on, Walshie. What about the tweet today, Walshie? What about the tweet late this afternoon from Racing Victoria with these horses presenting lane? Um, at that stage, I was running around down Warrigal Road trying to get a soldering oh, yeah. line. Sorry, yeah, you're on the end of the soldering <laughs> line. Yeah, nah, sorry. I, I've got to get out and get these buddy five and six kilo fish tomorrow morning, and I'll be up at about 2.30, and hopefully it, I'm not sure whether to go to Blackrock or Carrum. So, you know, I've got a what lot of big of the of that tweet. Oh, I suppose it's less than ideal, isn't it? Like, yeah. Now, I think it was the Melbourne Cup last year where they got the CT scanner out and they bone scanned a couple of horses. After it's, it's uh, because it's because they, the they had those couple of fatalities, like in that, like the, yeah. the final straw was that cup year where it pissed like 40 mil of rain. And they, they changed the track six times and it ended up like a soft five, mm. apparently. And the um, that horse broke down in the first corner, yeah, yeah there uh, Cliff Samoa. Cliss of Maher, yeah, and ever since then they, they it was well in the market too, yeah. Is it, it almost the Caulfield Cup that horse? But if we have we have Armory and Magic Wand both presenting lame, showing signs of lameness to on veterinary inspection this afternoon and be vetted again tomorrow. Oh, should be hundreds in. Okay. Well, we've also got uh, Aspatar, who uh, will watch the replay of winning the Group Two York Stakes. Now, a couple of these horses, and we'll be sending this out again uh, with the 
uh, EDM with the newsletter tomorrow. Uh, we'll be sending out Drew's ratings on these horses and, and his point of view with them going towards Cox Plate. So you'll get a little bit more information with that. Um, Aspatar was seen in the Hong Kong bars as well, uh, as was Anthony Van Dyke for that. Uh, but both horses failed on that occasion. Does uh, Do we have any of a, an opinion of Aspatar or uh, Armoury so far? I'm just trying to find this bloody tweet. Are these stewards, is it? <laughs> I don't know. I've blocked, I've blocked all stewards from all states of racing. Yeah. Um, I had Armoury in my numbers as a betting proposition, um, for sure. Less so Aspertar from the bloke that does Queensland for a living. Just delving into a few internationals. Yep. Yeah, but you've got as much clue as me. Anyone else, like... They don't race here. They, they, they may as well be from Queensland. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, think, I think that the, the market's a guide. Last last weekend, Van Dyke went enormous and late was eight to like 570. Like absolutely crunched. The amount of money that, that would have taken at that time of, of the, the Betfair market is fucking enormous. So a lot of it was Tigsies, I think. <laughs> Give it up. Uh, we'll go to uh, Sir Dragon A running second to Magical in the Group 1 Tats Gold Cup. Just note that uh, Sir Dragon A is wearing pink in this replay. He's wearing different colours there on Saturday. Tiggs, do you have an opinion of uh, of the Cox Plate this year? Uh, yeah, I'm going to just ignore the um, internationals. If they win, I'll lose. Um, I'm going to just back uh, Arcadia, Arcadia Queen. As long as it doesn't get too rain-affected, the track, keen on her. And I'm going to back Grand Slam, a three-year-old, and I'll get laughed at, but I'm going to be back in the toy to win a stack two. Okay. CS ratings, hashtag. Can I ask you, you, you Melbourne blokes that follow it a bit closer than me, um, because this is race number 17, what races during the day are these jocks going to give one a run to feel certain parts of the track throughout the day? Uni Valley Cup's very good for that, I reckon, Kels. <laughs> Lickamy lifts at a proposition where we can make an earn here. I reckon a couple of these jocks are going to be looking to, at some stage, surely they're going to be looking at different lanes and putting horses hard fence or something to try and work out where the best and worst going is, aren't they? Surely. We always see it year on year. Yeah. yeah. What was that one that springs to mind? I think it was Winx's second Cox Plate and Bowman. Yeah. Lady Lafay or something? Something yeah, like that. Yeah. And he's just like angling up through the inside. No, this, yeah. is, this is fucked. This bit <laughs> <laughs> worked out well, though. He got, uh, yeah, he got the job done. Like, no knock. Just give oh, us yeah. a heads up, boys. I'd be doing the same thing if I was Huey. Yeah. Uh, Jackson, what's your opinion of the Cox Plate? Uh, I mean, it's pretty much dependent on the weather for me. Um, of the internationals, I, I thought Armory was clearly the best. Um. Pretty keen to be against Arcadia Queen, it must be said, though. Like We're, we're going to cop way too much rain. Um, Russian, Camelot, Russian Camelot has two big SPs over her. And, um, yeah, and out of the same price here, like I've marked Arcadia Queen 12 bucks. I thought she was the lay and the weak spot in the market. But if, if Armoury is lame, then you probably can't take the sixes. But I thought um, it was it was over as if it's all sweet. Okay. Wishy? Uh, it's funny, a bloke messaged me and I've had to have a bit of a look at it. What about this, um, without, I haven't seen this lame, I hope, it's As, As Peter's not lame, is it? 
It's right. No, no, it's it's right. magic wand and armory at the moment. They're the two yeah. for the eight over nine camp. Key lane barrier three would usually be a benefit in the Cox Plate. Um, it's it's in the race for sure. Magic wand, like I still go back to when it won. It's one in Australia, but it's lane. Jesus, this is a tough race. Like Russian Camelot out of barrier fifteen. Where where will it go? Like will Damien go to the top on it? Has like, to go forward. Has to, doesn't it? I think he'll sit, outside, he'll sit outside the leader or if he yeah. wants to sit even wider, like if the track cuts up. He's, got, think, a, he's got a chance to have one of the, you know, imagine if, if Damien Oliver just goes absolutely mad, goes out by three or four lengths and says, catch me if you can on on um, Russian Camelot. All the futures punters will just roar when it's coming into the straight. I must be the only bloke in Australia who hasn't backed it in a futures market somewhere. But, um, yeah, look, it's this is just such such an open race, and you can almost guarantee we'll get a hundred to one blowout, like a uh, what a pinker pinker or whatever. What, what else is pinker pinker twenty six to one? I think when yeah, it won the those twenties, I think. Yeah, you'll get a pinker pinker result because there's no bookmakers on course. Like the biggest set of all time, this carnival, and I'll just be sitting here, buddy. I don't know, trying to trying to eat eat oh. out of the lake in the bay to survive. Oh, in terms Can of I? The, oh, no, no, we've lost Tiggs. <laughs> he's, he's tried to oh, ask fuck. a question, but he's lost the live, mate. It's live. Fuck. I'm so sorry, boys. I'm, I'm an idiot when it comes to technology. Hey, well, can I just jump in and ask Walsh a question? Uh, what's the business been like through COVID with the phone on that on a Saturday? What do you reckon your return on investment's been like, Tiggsy? I think I've only had three bets with you. Yeah, for two winners. <laughs> Good question. Yeah. That, was a, that was a little like, yeah, volley here. Can you set up? Yeah. Yeah. It hasn't been that good. But, uh, no, it's been difficult, as I said. I'm, they're all, you've worked for me before. The bikes will land on the one horse, and then I've either got to work out how, how much I want to lay it for, or I'll go a bit weak and have too much back, and then they don't have a bet for four races, and... Uh, it's it's difficult. You can't. It's not bookmaking. It's just punting in reverse. I'm just punting against um, the yeah. points. So it might be a bit different through carnival because all the horses are trying and people have got different opinions. Can play a few in a race, but uh, it's not. It's just not the same watching them on TV. You got no character on TV when you when you're there and you can you see the horse and look the punter in the eye and that's just much better. Yeah. Completely. Uh, Curly, you want to finish off your thoughts for the Cox Plate? Sounds like you've done a bit of digging. Yeah. Um, I've got Probabil as a, as, I think, as a winning hope. I've got Armoury as a winning hope pending vet report. I don't know. It's hard to know. I suppose it'd be hard for a vet to, you know, there's, we've heard this before, you know, where a trainer's up in arms and blowing up because this is how the horse presents every day of the week. You know, when it's, when it's racing, it's always sort of, you know, half – you know, a bit of heat in this joint or whatever else. We hear it all the time. Um, I sort of went through a bit of a process of elimination. I watched that Humidor replay when it ran second to Winks and copped the best ride I've ever seen in a Group 1 um, when it ran second. You just you just can't discount the trainer, obviously, depending on track and that sort of stuff. But Probabil's pretty, you know, a good good draw, good, good run in transit, gets its chance and, and sort of armory. So they're the sort of two that I've that I've sort of landed on. Um, I thought Grand Slam would lead and um, I thought it was a great inclusion by the Mooney Valley Racing Club 
um, committee to include it into the race. I think it just adds a little bit of X factor. Um, so I think, like you said, we talked about the tempo. I think we sort of I would I would not be surprised. I'd be surprised if that wasn't the tempo. Grand Slam and Russian Camelot, who you know probably got probably got out dashed last start. So I think Ollie would want to make sure that he's not getting out dashed here. Um, and and that's probably why I've got probably in the mix getting the right run is behind them and Arcadia Queen. I had to cross it off on with Jacko because of the wet. So uh, wouldn't be upset if Humidor or Probabil or Armory won. Okay. Uh, we'll run the, the replay of the Caulfield Stakes, which was Russian Camelot and Arcadia Queen, as we throw to Jack Dickens. Dicko, are you sticking with the Russian? You've been with him all spring. Yeah, I, I'm already on at $9. If the rain doesn't come, which, yes, yes, it should come. But it was supposed to rain a lot last week and it didn't rain stack. Like, if the rain doesn't come, Arcadia Queen will start favourite. If it if it's only a little bit of rain, I think you need to be neutral on her if you've already got a position on Russian Camelot, which if you're watching our stuff and listening to RSN when we go on, you probably already have. So I'm sort of talking to people who are on at the $9. Great price. The wetter, the better. We have the best rider in the race. We have a draw where he can do whatever he wants to. If he's half slow and he wants to go forward, he still can go forward. Whereas if he's half slow from the inside, he'd be buried back the fence. Drawn wide. The second last race of this carnival is is a good thing. Um, Willie Pike riding Arcadia Queen is a bad thing. He is limited and he will struggle riding Mooney Valley. And the wetter it gets and the more tactical this race is, it, it's not a positive for him. But I think he's on the best horse on a good track. Um, they're the two that I, I've focused on. I don't know what to do with the internationals. And then when they're lame or vet checked, it just scares me off even more. Uh, I, I think Humidor... If it gets out, it could well get out to like 50 bucks the fair late. It needs to be at least a neutral position. It, it flies Valley. It flies Cox Plates. Hey, William. If anything, a train upgrade. But it's, it's, you've got to be with, like, there was no intent since it won at the Valley and, and it just ticked over beautifully. The race set, the slower they go, the better for Arcadia Queen. But I think Ollie would know that. I think the camp, Danny O'Brien would know that. I think he'll set him a light. I think he'll go real quick and it'll be a great race. Okay. Right. So, I'm, I'm cheering Russian Camelot, and I'll be, I'm already with it, and I'll probably be with it again the more rain that comes. I was going to say, I I'm, I'm will be having something small and fierce impact. I reckon it sort of might have a bit of a – just a run last start, and this might be primed up, and it'll be 30, 40 to 1 as well. I think, I think if it wins, and it can win, it'll mean that when you get the data back on the Sunday that they've gone real slow. If, yeah, it, if, if it's gone – if they go slow, it's as good, it's as big a chance as Arcadia Queen just luck and run. But I, I just think that they, they sure they go pretty quick. Grand Slam, like if, if we own Grand Slam, we're saying we get going from the thousand. The biggest edge we've got is our speed and our weight, so we want to get them all off the bit. I'll be sure if it's a sit and sprint. Recent times, three has got a good record in the Cox Plate. Yep. All righty, Sot. Do you have a little bit of gold for the Cox Plate? Um, no, I think it's it's great that it's the most even addition for a while. Obviously, we had Winks for however many years, but mm. yeah, it's confusing. I'm with Russian Camelot already. Respect the TS rating set, so Grand Slam will be a small winner. Probabil as well, and with Curls like Great Barrier, Gun Jockey, the Sydney win was massive. And um, if the rain doesn't come, yeah, I'll I'll be 
uh, Katie Queen won't be losing. Love it. And <laughs> just from the internationals, from Drew's point of view, early thoughts. Aspatar is international of interest for me at, at this stage. This was written last week. We're getting double-figure odds. And the horses, the ratings on the board to measure up. Interesting to note that Aspatar's time form rating is 124. That figure was not recorded in any of its last three starts. It's coming off a last start run of a 123. That puts it right in the strike zone to be figuring here. Armory's got the same figure, 124. That looks like the figure that's required to be winning at Cox Plate off the last five years. The only two Australian horses that have that figure at the moment, Arcadia Queen and Russian Camelot. There we go. Shall we move on to the other big one, the Manicata? Just a quick, just a quick one, Pistol. Um, this is for you, Arcadia Queen. I heard comment today from, I think, Wings and Bob Peters that they weren't concerned if it was a soft track for Arcadia Queen. She hasn't had a lot of experience. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, Piero Mare. Yeah, I'm not yeah. too sure what the breed's like in the wet. I wouldn't think it would be too much of a drama, but I don't think she'd want it heavy, so to speak. I think she is definitely more effective. And we've seen that with her best ratings so far that they have been on hard tracks. But, yeah, I wouldn't yep. think she'd want it too too wet. Yeah, and I think it's important to clarify, and I assume everyone is of the same opinion as me. If it gets to like a heavy nine or worse, I, I don't want to really bet. It's just, it's oh. already, there's already enough unknowns here. Then if it gets to a real boggy track. Well, on our Russian Camelot might not get through a bog. You don't know. On the, yeah, on the radio today, I think they said uh, Marty sign and thought the track wouldn't get any worse than a soft seven, which I was surprised to hear, but it might more likely a soft five, six. So, Yeah. Beautiful. All right, Manicato Stakes, guys. Uh, the market will come up. Then Dickens Speed Map, there's a lot going on. While she lead us off, who do you like in the Manicato? I hope you're talking to me. Uh, <laughs> I'm, um, well, Friday night, if it's on pace, well, Pippi's going to lead, and uh, it should be a little bit more season now. D Lane aboard. Um, it might it might get the twelve hundred in in the Manicato. I'm happy to back uh, back Pippi, and depending on the track pattern, I still reckon Brooklyn Hustle's got a motor, and it might be ready as well. So they're, they're the two I'm with. I'm sort of just just the way everything maps out. Um, like dirty work will get back, trekking will get back. Um, Bella Bella will lead, but it's got the a wide draw. So yeah, just Pippi. If it, if they're leading, Pippi looks is one for me and. If, if it's a little bit fair, I'll be having something on Brooklyn Hustle as well. Okay. Tiggs, I'll throw to you. Manicato Stakes. Yeah, tricky race. I'm, I tend to agree with Walshie with Pippi, but it'd be that last 50 that she might be looking for the line. But I'm going to back one at a long price, as I like to do. I'm going to have something on order of command. Okay. Wow. Reasoning on that? Yeah. Uh, well, you got the best jockey and the best trainer and – I don't think the horse's form's too bad and it's, you know, it's never been far off the really good horses. I know it's a group one and he hasn't measured up to that level, but... It's a group two, really, though, isn't it? And yeah, that's right. And, 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 like, and, what about and yesterday at Geelong? Like, they just yeah. exploded, all of them. Yeah, like, from 11, he's probably going to have to sneak out, out the back, but silly things happen and they bet 60 to 1, so I'll have a bet and, yeah, cross the fingers, I guess. Okay, Jacko. Um, now we've got these two nice races, and we'll show the replays of both the Scalacci and then the Moya. We'll start with the Scalacci. Dirty Work won that race, defeating Diamond Effort. Hey Doc, Splintex, Order of Command. 
Which of the two races are you leading towards as a form reference here? Yeah, I'm probably leaning towards a, a Scalacci a little bit more. Um, I thought one of the one of the runs of that race was um, a dog actually. Yeah. Um, oh, here we go, the Pistol Jacko show. Fuck me. <laughs> Buckle up, punters. They've had a little chat pre-game here. <laughs> it, it's been you know, hard, a hard market, and it, it, it just looks like everything is prep has just been revolved around trying to peak peak on this day on this race um like last preparation 1200 meters at valley sp two dollars fifty in a pretty good race um it, my only concern would be if it was a little bit if it was too wet I, uh, I don't think he wants it too wet but i think we're getting the price to find out if it's um if only a little bit of rain comes and the concerningly the other horse i found was kementari um positive jockey change blinkers back on i think he just peaked late uh, over the 1,200 metres there, I think it'd be fitter. Again, probably don't want too much rain, but does have a peak figure on a soft track, which pretty much none of the other horses do. So those were the two I found. Okay. Uh, we'll watch the replay of the Moya next, uh, which was Pippi defeating Trekking, Bella Bella, Brooklyn Hustle, Diamond Effort, Haydock was in that race as well. Curly, did you look at the Manicato? Indeed. Um, only because it's wedged in between the sunny coast, BM55 mile. <laughs> benchmark 61. Oh. 2000. Um, it sort of gets in the way, so I had to have a look at it. Yeah. Um, first thought... Uh, at first, I thought, um, you know, just with the tempo that, that similar to the other day with dirty work and sort of diamond effort chiming in at the right time, um, yeah, don't mind, don't mind the uh, the thought process around Haydock either. Um, like it's it can run a strong twelve hundred, so it can be overly aggressive. Um, where something like you know Pippi, maybe you know even Balavella. You know they they can't necessarily or Pippi you know may not be able to necessarily you know afford to be aggressive to run a strong twelve hundred where I think Haydock can be aggressive and still be strong at the end of twelve hundred I think that's the difference between those two horses and um, if Haydock if Haydock finds finds the girth of Pippi um, it'll be stronger than it late for sure I think they'll ensure that um, it is run strongly which gives Dirty Work a hope and probably Diamond Effort again so they're the three that I thought. Um, if the prices were allowing to, I could sort of make them winning results. So are you getting anything out of the Young Street uh, shenanigans to fire through into the Manicato? Yeah, I'm not um, desperate to have a bet in the race, but like if I had to have a pick, Trekking's probably the one with the A-grade form. It's got the SP profile. Like If they go mad, it'll probably actually it might be an in-play go for me. If they're going bananas, I'll... And if you want to be betting in-play at the moment, Ross... Oh. Banquo. Ah. Yeah, so I knew, I knew when those words were coming out that it was going to, it wasn't the right thing to say about in play. But uh, yeah, if I had a pick, reckoning, but there's no spoil at four bucks, I wouldn't think is there. Uh, Dickens, final thoughts on the race? What do you reckon? I'm a bit scared by what they've the boys have said. I, I think the Moyers a much stronger form one than the Shalaki, whatever it's called. Uh, what? um, Shalaki. Got three S's in it. Shalaki Stakes. Shalaki. So Vlaki Stakes. Way down. It's a long, long way down the it list. Grew, 
the group three the race from Caulfield where like, like group like borderline group horses sort of bunched the finish. Octane was there thereabouts. Like I don't think that's the right form one. Maybe I'm wrong. I think the race is pretty simple. Bella Vella is going to get a better run than it got there. It goes from barrier one to outside. At SP seven dollars versus trekking eight dollars in the Moya. You're now going to get fourteen dollars. You just have to bet. That's simple. The way I yeah. So Jack, when did, did does she lob outside? Um, Pippi, but if Haydock kicks up, she might be parked three deep. Yeah, Luke Curry's riding. Not. I'd rather Jamie Carr than Luke Curry right now. Um, I'm okay. glad. I'm glad he didn't get hurt. That looked scary yesterday at Geelong. He fell on his head. Oh, oh, we were on. That, that yeah, was, no, it, was. it was a sickening twist of events. Like I'm, I'm glad he's okay, but I was happy the horse got scratched. Yeah. Yep. Because we were on about three sixty, and it was about seven dollars a fare at that time. So it was a good mm. scratching for us. Anyway, back to this race, Manicato. I think Bellavella's the SP profile bet here. The gets a golden switch, a Lambourne Pearl. They stand the test of time. These things. It's got the SP. Gets a golden switch. It's suited the valley. It loves the valley. She's riding as good as anyone. It's a great opportunity for her to win the Group 1. Uh, I think Pippi is bomb-proof. I think you can sort of get your bigger result, Bella Vella, something Pippi, and probably save trekking because if they overdo it, it's got the – like, like I agree with Ross. It's got the grouse form, like the elite form. We're talking about dirty work. It couldn't get a run the Everest. Trekking ran fourth in it. Like it's proper form. If they go hard, it's going to be motoring home. And this is the bloke who, like – well, this is live, isn't it? But the sheep's got more money than God. They're only running this horse if it's cherry, cherry ripe. It's also apparently flying over the perf of the winter bottom, which is disappointing considering that, you know, basically no human, let alone horse, apparently can enter the state of WA. But that's all right because Kevin Tari and Trekking are heading four over corners? There. Have you seen four corners? I have not seen four corners yet. Or what? Run, run through his own set of rules. Oh, that Four Corners. Yeah, I've seen that. That's bloody good, isn't it? Yeah. Outstanding. Would make a good movie if it was not real, in which case it doesn't have to be a movie. Just watch Four Corners. <laughs> right. The Crystal Mile, race seven. <sighs> Who wants to lead us off uh, with the mile race? Tiggs, I'm looking at you. Yeah, righty just give us a couple of seconds. All right, no worries. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm going to say something to Jack Dickens. Well, what are we? Is this on the Saturday or the Friday? This is based on Saturday. Yeah, now, it's on firstly, the firstly, Jack, if you tip Age of Chivalry, I'll spew up. That horse is a flea. Right? <laughs> it's just right. put on six lengths now. <laughs> Absolutely. Now I'll have a bet, and I'm going to back um, Galaxy Raider and Chief Ironside. Ooh, like it. That's it. <laughs> Dicko, right of reply. It's a bet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course it is. Put your ego aside. It was enormous last start. Enormous. It was very plain the start prior. It was as good as it could be the start prior at the valley. Uh, like, like be good to your mother. It hasn't gone a yard. It hasn't gone a yard. Sorry? For 12 months. It's no good. It's like be good to your mother. In 12 months, it hasn't gone a yard. Just You've got to cut it. You've got to let it go. It ran third or fourth in the in R- Sir Rupert Clark, didn't it? Someone ran win. third and fourth to Jonathan in the walking too. That's maybe <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't playing back pocket for, for what um, Golden Square when we played Gisborne back in the day. It's run. It's run fourth in the two rack. 
Yeah. I backed Doctor Drill at I backed Doctor Drill at seven dollars to win the Cranbourne Cup. It, Willow half slaughtered it, but it still was pretty weak. <clears throat> no thanks. Galaxy Radar will get too far back and too risky. Okay. Um, Streets of Avalon, it is gone. There you go. That's probably the one that bobs up now on pace and just wins. But um, Kingsville Dreams, the horse that scares me, but it like it scares me more that Michael Rod's riding it. No thanks. Homesman's the horse that I, I think you just have to wait and watch what the market does. If it's firm to so they come for it. You just have to be at least neutral on it. It's the best horse in the race. It's proven this track. It, it's a scary horse for me here. But well, she? I think Age oh, of Chivalry is a bet. I, I looked at him, and the first thing I looked at him, like, geez, Age of Chivalry is going to get the, the run of the race here. Uh, but it'll probably might be the third or fourth. And to support Tizzy Chief Ironside, I believe, won. He won last year. Yeah, I was going to say it's won this race, and it was a. Yeah, we backed it last year. We backed yeah, it twenty-seven dollars. Was at a wedding and missed out. Grouse. So, yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> I remember it being a massive result through the book. Like any draws are all right. So in the, I'm really sitting on the fence here. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind Age of Chivalry, and I don't mind Chief Ironside. So, um, well, well, pledge your allegiance. Don't sit on the fence. You got okay. your last hundred. Beg your pardon. If you've got your last hundred, which which way is it going? No, I had to buy a soldering iron and an LED. <laughs> soldering iron was twenty eight bucks, forty nine ninety five for the light. So, um, twenty twenty two fifty five left. Jeez, uh, if Kingsville Dream was on pace there too, look, I this is this is appeals to me as a bookmaker, not as a punter. And um, yeah. as I said, I'll be sitting here twiddling my thumbs on the couch. So, bouldering on. Yeah, no, I'm sitting on the fence. <laughs> I tell you I'm, what, I'm just a clear one. The other one will improve. Fucking ten will do me ass. I have a question um, regarding Almedo, um, horse that was brought out by Aquas. Went to Casey Fogden and had that run in the the Ajax or the Ajax, if you want to say it. Yeah, otherwise. what the race where they run it around in a circle and try and run the fastest. Um, and then it went to – it was coming to Queensland for the um, Stradbroke, I think, or something like that was the original plan, aborted mission, and then went to Walla. And I just – like it just – it's Walla, you know. I just – I know it's Walla first up, which is probably not a bet, but, like, this is, you know, Walla at the mile of two trials, you know, in a group two or whatever it is, in a group race. It's just like it, – it's the market will be fascinating there for me, one of interest and in – I just thought the 800 meter trial curls was like like 900 meter trial, 800 meter trial. This is a decent race. What about what about the query on the bandages? It's not. I'm not saying it can't win, but I, I don't like horses with bandages. I don't know. I, I, it's fucking Waller. Yeah, but and it's it, there was money there was money for it at 650 or something. You know, was it half a point? It was firm. Um, be interesting to see what happens on the day, but. Like you, I reckon like, while she's saying there, like there's so many ifs and buts with a few of these horses. Like it could, you know, Chief Ironside's like right in the market. It's got beat in a scone cup. It ran okay in a, uh, I think it was a Stradbroke um, when it was up here because I think we're on it. So does that mean we're um, overlooking the, um, the obvious with uh, Holmesman? I mean, he's favourite, but he, he did win the fan last year. He's a good oh, horse. I kind of... <clears throat> 
I was just yeah, I was just being like a bit you know fun with Age of Chivalry. I love the horse, but oh, I agree, Tiggs. I think Homesman's the most likely winner, and that's why it's favourite, I guess. But I just want I just want to see that I don't want to bet on that horse until I'd rather take a little bit less, knowing that yeah, everyone's it's on board, it's, it's ready to go today. They're trying. So could you say the same with King's Wall Dream or what? Oh, I'm not backing Michael Rod on Cox Plate Dave on a back marker at Mooney Valley. The hot rod was a bloody champion jockey. I don't know why you hate him so much. I don't yeah, hate I, it's not hate, it's a betting decision. Yeah, but you, go, you hate to you hate to back him. Oh she makes go. everything personal all the time. Uh, <clears throat> you, say he's a, you say he's a back marker, but who's to say he doesn't lob outside the leader? Yeah, that's fair. Well, I haven't seen a change of tactics yet, but um Okay. I don't think they'll take on like Homesman will be the, up there, Age of Chivalry will be up there, um, Doctor Drill's got speed. Uh, there's another one. Where was it? Streets of Avalon, Age of Chivalry. Yeah, Drill. there's four horses that'll like. I, I doubt they try and take it on, and then this Aquas horse might roll forward. I, I think Kingswood Dream will be like sort of in the back half. Galaxy Ray will be last. Maybe even riddle me that. We'll go back from that wide draw with Stackhouse on. Yeah. So, do you have a point of view in the uh, Crystal Mall? Uh, no opinion here. All right, Jacko. I'll just be earth riding it. Age of Chivalry. And sometimes when there's like a, a race like this where the, the speed's drawn in, like in the inside lanes, the outside horses just give up before they jump. They all just slot into their positions like a peloton and go real slow, mm. which is not what Kings will Dream or Galaxy Raider want. Yep. I think that's a, that's a fair call. Jacko, do you have uh, – Anything to add to the Crystal Mile? No, it, it was too hard for me. If the rain doesn't come, I was I was chief Ironside. I think it gets a good map. I, I put a one out one back. Craig Williams on, but we'll probably get the rain. So probably probably no bet. Okay, well a race you were keen to bet into is that Benella oh. race one. <laughs> yeah, why? You get up Benella the first. All right, run us through it. The market will come Jacko? up. What's up, mate? Are the odds already up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The odds are up. Oh, fuck, where at? Vanilla. Vanilla race one. We've got, Give me is, a code, this, song. This what day is this? Got, we've got the fast feed here. We can get on quickest. <laughs> what, what day is it? Walsh, I'll have 200 the nose, please. It, it is tomorrow, Rachie. Tiggy, there's no betting. We're going to have to turn the course phone on. You're going to have to ring through. <laughs> <laughs> you know how it works, mate. I'm not on yet either, which could be a mistake in hindsight. Oh, where is, oh, I, can, I can just grab it and turn it on, Tiggy. Live, Jacko. All right, Benalla race one. Uh, do we have a map up? Yeah, it will be coming up just a moment. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So the horse that likely leads here is the uh, Danny O'Brien horse. Are still be uh, uh, still be friends? Who is the horse we're focusing on? I think it's a bet. No. Um, just don't worry about anything it's done in its careers uh, today. It's coming off a spell. Uh, the plums have been off. It's been calded. It's had three jump outs. Uh, the first of which was uh, uh, September 11. It went well, wasn't asked for an effort. Then uh, in a week later, horses just don't jump out any better than what it did. It won by like seven lengths under a hole. What race is this? I'll cut out there, quick. Uh, Panella race one, number 16. Still be friends. Um, The jump out was was unreal against some pretty good horses and then was meant to run a week later, didn't get a run. Was meant to run at, at Mornington sort of a week and a half ago, but they scratched on the heavy track. Uh, went to the jump outs again and won under a hold against Bungalow Bill, who 
beat home Arctic Wolf, and you can take that form line in. Arctic Wolf has SP'd 850 against Splinter on the Grass, um, mystery shot at Caulfield. So, and uh, Danny O'Brien is airborne when um, he, his horse is resuming off 90 or more days uh, over the last six months. Uh, he's going at 80% profit on turnover for, for those horses. So, Fuck, I think he rolls forward. I think I've there's sort of six bucks available. I've marked him three fifty, and I think he'll win. Hey Titi, do you know the mare of this horse that Jacko's tipping? What's the mare? Uh, was something Halliwell? So Rose I think Halliwell. Who was it? Where was the best price? No, who wasn't Halliwell? Across the board, six bucks. Uh, you can get seven fifty right now at uh, one top sport. Top sport. Yep. Yep. Awesome. $8 if you use your boost, if you haven't used it today, your top-up token. Uh, It's now (laughs) $5.50. Sorry, everyone. Uh, Thanks, Curls. A quick sort of comment on the other horses. Uh, Johnny Thunder's probably the other other horse I won't end up losing on. Uh, Was on speed there last start and still ran the fastest last 200 of the race. I think um, he's looking for 1,200 metres. Keep your distance was a little too short. Like, it, it was well supported on debut, but I couldn't come into it at the price. Uh, reciprocation could well be the other best horse in race. Uh, jumped out well at Ararat, and then the last jump out at uh, Bar and Beat was pretty good against some pretty good horses. But Neil um, Farley's never a betting proposition for me, and a pretty open map from Barrier 3. And that's pretty much it. So, yeah, I think it's a good bet. All right. Uh, we'll quickly dash up to Queensland, Curls. What do you got for the weekend? We're not going to preview any races as such, but just give us a bit of a run around as to what you're looking at. I'm getting on now. <clears throat> um, tomorrow is Sunshine Coast. Um, there's seven races there with a few um, with a few Mooney Valley races wedged in between. The highlight is... Um, on the card is probably the Struick Maiden Plate, race seven over a 1,000 metres. A um, couple of first starters there that you keep a close eye on. The market moves tomorrow morning around 9am. Um, we'll be betting at uh, Doombin and the Gold Coast Saturday afternoon. Um, I'm sort of hoping for a little – I'm hoping for a bit of a fill-up Saturday night. I anticipate 99% of the eyes of the country will be on the AFL Grand Final. And my fucking little peepers will be firmly fixed on Toowoomba. Um, there's seven races there we'll be betting into. So um, as far as races, the good races are concerned in Queensland um, compared to the rest of the country, there is none anywhere in Queensland this weekend. Um, probably the probably the best horse or one of the most progressive horses resuming is Nidorp, a horse that we've spoken about plenty of times previously on the show. Um it goes around tomorrow, uh, Saturday at Doomin in race one at $1.40. Um, Genzo, the Wiffle, run sec- sit on its back and run second to it. That's probably – that'll be the highlight of the weekend. All right, very good. Um, we'll touch on quickly on WA. There's a few questions that have come in regarding clairvoyance who's got bar shoes on. Now, oh. to clarify, oh. it's it's only a single bar shoe on. I believe it's a near four as opposed to in some publications it's been mentioned it's both four feet. It's uh, it's only the the near four. Um, DMAC, the trainer, Darren McAuliffe, is one of the best in WA, if not one of the best in the country, of utilising a bar shoe to good effect. Shouldn't cause an issue. She's just better than them. Um, 
in terms of horses that you're looking at to follow out of the race, so there's a horse called Real Grace and another horse called Queen Brown. I think they'll be horses that you'll be wanting to follow over a mile and then up towards the Kingston town. But that also depends on if uh, Clairvoyance decides to go that way as opposed to the Winterbottom. In terms of the other good races, there's some cracking um, little races coming up in the, the second half of the card, in particular the quaddy leg. Uh, the first leg of the quaddy, it's just outstanding, that race. So pretty fat racing all rounds. Um, I'm just spewing. I've missed a few bets at Geraldton sort of doing this tonight. So apologies to Gropers. We've just lost a bit more cash that we could have had because we had a good day yesterday, one bet for one win. Um, you too, Pistol. What did I do? Well, tipping that winner yesterday. Yeah, yeah, that was a grouse. That was terrific. I sort of get a bit like I'm not sure for people that are watching that don't get pistol stuff. You should, but you can after getting your stuff for a little while. I sort of get a bit warm and fuzzy when I see you like wanting to launch into a fight into a horse that's firm in the market because that tells me that you really really like it and I always press harder. <laughs> Like I know it's probably yeah. not the right thing to do and we should follow your staking strategies. Yeah, no, I'm the same, Kels. When you like that, one that, that you make, market, that, that makes That makes three of us. <laughs> <laughs> not me. I'm very controlled with my units. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Just ignore Who's going through right now? Who's the, who's the most con- like the least controlled? It'd start with Ross. I should be the one. I, I, can, I can voice this one pretty easy. Ross, me, then... Maybe Tiggs, then Curls, then Jacko, then Pete, then obviously we should be the tightest with because it's just cash. So it just <laughs> translates across every aspect of cash. <laughs> he has a very, very close eye on what goes in and what comes out. He's still working now. Look at him. No, I'm, there's a – look, after we finish this live broadcast, I think Twitter's going to go into meltdown. Yeah, it already so, has. I'm getting tagged in shit relentlessly. What, yeah. Do we want to talk? What, what's going uh, on? I, I'm just reading. I just don't know what to. I'm only halfway through it, but it's a it's a surprise anyway. Okay. So I can. Oh, 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 oh. There's a story. There's a story in the Age, basically confirming what we got, what I spoke about, which got our contract suspended, terminated at Betfair. So it'll be interesting to see how Betfair respond to that. Okay. I thought you were talking about Aidan O'Brien horses are going to be scanned before the Cox play. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Don't mind me. That too. All right. Uh, let's go through some best, some value bets and any lay bets. Uh, Jacko, besides Benella, which is already firmed. So hopefully you got something on there before. Um. Vanilla race one. That's all I got for you. Okay, very good. Curly, do you have uh, do you have anything you're happy to throw out? What about that lay bet I threw out last week that started two sixty and got rolled, and I fucking somehow didn't win on the race? <laughs> How the fuck does that happen? Bad wagering. Um, uh, uh, Yeah, that same horse that we laid last week, last Saturday, 05 Glory, it's accepted again on Saturday, which will be three Saturdays in a row. 
or succession, as they call it. Um, I think we'll lay it again. It's 480. We'll lay it again. Okay. Beauty. And we'll bet around it. Sot, do you have a best uh, best bet, something you're declaring? And also, also, our man Josh Jenkins wants a story. Deliver. Deliver. Story. You can't leave us with the the, the last one, which was that was that Cox played. Was that, that was, the, was that this that time was last year? Grand final because we had him on for the footy to talk oh, about. Yeah. Footy. It was um, Moya. So you've had thirteen months to bounce back from that story. Um, I can't think off the top of my head. Someone else talking. I'll think of a quick story. Right. Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna back Ocean X each way in the Mooney Valley Gold Cup. Especially if it's leaders track. There you go. All right, good. Like it, Tinks. I've thought of a story. <laughs> yep. Go for it, mate. Cox Plate, I used to win every year. I know it's hard to believe, but I, I won every year. It was unbelievable. Plastered won the Vars. I won a fucking stack. I used to just get there and win. Buy new plasmas. Oh, that's not a so Al Segundo, when it was the best weight for age horse in Melbourne, I just kept backing it and backing it and backing it in futures markets. I had it running for about, I think it was in the end, 3,500. I said to Cassie, drive us to the races, get on the internet, book flights and accommodation to Fiji because she'd been wanting to go to Fiji for like a year. I said, I'm going to the races. This thing's immoral. I'll be home with 3,500 tonight. <laughs> Dirty fucking fields of Omar. <laughs> Beat me. Where, where'd you go? Where, where'd you go for your holiday? Bolton. <laughs> After I'd also backed Defire a couple of years earlier to win about two thousand, which was absolutely everything to me back then, and was the run of the race and dirty fields of Omar got up the fence and beat it. So where'd you take her? Where'd you take her when we had a couple of hundred? Just on the click-in run on Blackheart Bart last year. Well, did you keep that quiet? This is life, mate. So there's nowhere to yeah. hide. No, she was in Europe, so that was that was that was put through the McDonald's drive-through. I think. <laughs> that when you, that when you brought that apartment in. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. yeah. Large vanilla fig shape. No chocolate frappe. <laughs> chocolate frappe, and then down the parkies, put twenty through. So that's my uh, yeah, that's my clock's plate story. Okay, uh, do you have one you're declaring over the weekend, Sot? Uh, no, okay. I just tried to find one, but um, no, that's that's all. TZ, I'm gonna back. I'm with Walsh. I'm gonna back um, Ocean X in the Mooney Valley Cup, but I'm also gonna back Lavendi and. Cariff, and one I want to back in Sydney, but I'll be more confident if you give a push for it. Um, Pistol race four, number three, Arkademus, who was down here last start behind Windstorm, goes up there. Good little race, but I thought he might give him some cheek at about $7. Haven't looked at it, Tiggs. Couldn't give a stuff yeah, about Sydney for the most part. Shit racing. That Bondo okay. race, it's named after a beach. The winner hasn't <laughs> won a race since, and here it is nominated at Doombin on the weekend. Go and get fucked. Um, <laughs> Dickens, do you have something? Yeah, I thought Barker's ex-horse that his ex owns passed fell in uh, race three on Friday. <laughs> Friday night ago, good. Is he still watching? Oh, wait for it. Wait. <laughs> Probably five. 
It will be coming at some point. You'll hear a noise out of him, I'm sure. Um, yes, he is. Okay, anything else? I thought Parsifal will go well Friday night. Um, I think you can open the batting with uh, <laughs> Think We're Due, Race 1, Mooney Valley Friday night, build a bank. Hey, boys, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a chance of getting under 90 kilos here. I've beaten. I'm here <laughs> mounting in the background. I want to say goodbye to you. I've tipped you in the stuff. I've the shit taken, piss taken out of me. All the breast. See you. <laughs> <laughs> What's fucking wrong with him? Heaps. Hopefully he didn't. Hopefully he leaves a microphone on. You hear him, Taryn? Why isn't me dinner on the table? Uh, <laughs> come here, Tomcat. Come here. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Good. Um, guys, it's been a pleasure. Thanks very much for. Uh, really enjoyed having more people on the show. It was good. Yeah, there's been some really good conversation in the chat group as well on YouTube, um, debating the merits of the Cox Plate of Colding's runs as well. Um, a lot of oh, what do you tell us, Nicky Colding? I just thought it was so bad the few times I went the Melbourne way that at that price I was happy to get rid of it. But who knows? Oh, I sort of found the impact. I couldn't take it at the price, especially. I think it's very short. I missed me chance. I didn't get enough out of him. Sydney Tigs he may have. Nah, he, he, if he wins, I'll be losing big time. I'll just you have questions, Pete, that you likes. Clearly, they're not going to ask me questions, but they might ask you other blokes that know yeah. what you're doing. One for Curls. Any thoughts on Epicurious at the sunny coast tomorrow? Uh, Epicurious. Well back to last start and peaked on its run. Added fitness. Looks a good bet from Ben Vernon. Trying to remember the race. I've done the races. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was um, first up fourteen hundred for um, Louise White. So it was a no bet. Um, first up fourteen hundred, but uh, definitely second up. Definitely good chance. All right. Um, in Sydney for Paddy Heaney. Um, Hilo, Hilo, how we're pronouncing it. Um, I've got Eaton Superior marked as bets in that race, which is kind of fine in the market, which is a bit gross, a bit grotty, but can't really knock either of them. I'll back one, save the other, uh, according to what Rob Scurry says. He also wants to know about Toko Riki Ladd in Brisbane. Yeah, it's a messy race, that. Um, that's that's a real messy race. It's normally sort of gets back, find the line type horse. Um, yeah, it did have a flashing light on it last start. I'm just going to wait and see um, what sort of field we end up with. Um, like I say, I just found that really a bit of a messy race to try and work out. So um, the horse is clearly going well, though, and um, definitely with the right run in transit can be winning, but just trying to find him on the right day, getting the right run is somewhat difficult. And what a number we, of people are asking. A lot of questions about Hilo, Peter. Fucking what are we doing? Yeah, I just I just talked about it. I watched last start. When Sorry, we I was reading the age story again. Okay. Oops. Yep. Um, what do we think is going on with Wishy's hair? Plenty. It's lush. It's like, like no comment. I, I, I need to get there. <laughs> um, first thing that comes to mind is that he's trying desperately to hang on to his youth. <laughs> um, and that that sort of front fringe. Fucking blink one eight two. Fucking, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm here to party. Look, is just about gone by him. 
a lot of foreign. He might be not. He might be only paying for the half strength rogue, so it only gets to the. <laughs> so he can pay for the grouse. Imagine his swab. He's like, it's, oh. it's part of his like DNA like, signature. There, he's been on it. For uh, it looks a little years. bit like he's. Or maybe he's trying to emulate the alien bloke. It looks a bit like he's Yogi Bear. You know the one. That's how you know that you two Tiggs and Side have, have brought a lot to the show because we didn't even touch upon the small, medium, and tall grays. <laughs> <laughs> we just didn't get time. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks very much, Sot Tiggs, for joining us. It's a pleasure. Pleasure. Um, Jacko, go well tomorrow at Vanilla. Thanks, man. Curls, fight the power. You've got a huge weekend coming up as always, but you'll be keeping Jack Dickens company tomorrow night at Sunny Coast. Can't wait. Uh, look, there's heaps going on. Um, if you want to get Mounting Yard Mail um, <laughs> for Mooney Valley Friday and Saturday, plus Rob's stuff, plus what both of the boys are doing next Wednesday. You can get something called Double Parked on the website. Uh, it turns out to be about 10 bucks or so for a meeting. And if you want even more, you can go for a four-pack, which is now seven-pack, which works out to be about eight bucks. And if you back a winner, get involved in the wide receiver because that was a fill last weekend. How good was that? Yeah. Like making money while you sleep is just the, the holy grail. As I said to... To Dicko, I think I got up for a piss at five thirty, and we were basically home. So I went back to sleep and got up another two hours. <laughs> yeah, about ten o'clock. He was in there. Bloody good. All right, guys. Uh, thanks very much. Thank you for watching at home. We'll be back. Thanks. Sweet. Happy, Happy putting. Ta da. Thanks, guys. <laughs>